you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we praise you. We praise you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just got attacked in my voice again. So with the help of the Lord, I'm going to sing that second verse again, JT. Because the devil's got to get his hand off this. Well, we've all had our troubles. I love this verse. Come on, church. We've all, we've all had our fears. sing that second verse if you can. Can you get that second verse one more time? I don't I don't know if it's just you if it's just me, but have you been there, church? In your darkest hour where you feel like you can't make it any longer. Where you feel like Satan has got you to where there is no way you can make it out. But the Holy Spirit's telling us right now that when we get there, just to stand. Just to stand fast. Just to stand and God will see you through every single time. Let's just all lift our hands right now as she sings this second verse. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. With the help of the Lord, I do this verse. You sing it with me and pick it up. Brother JT, I want y'all to pray for me before I leave here. I want my mama Trula, sister, sister mama Trula over there to lay hands on me and my brother Jerry and my nephew JT <laughs> and all the rest of you because the devil's really been fighting me. Come on, come on. With a tickle. 
I'm not sick. Yeah. I don't have a sore throat, but I start Come to sing. You. Don't have any problem with it. He'll start to sing. But I think it's going to go tonight. Yeah. I think it's going to leave out of here and trust in God. Well, we've all had troubles. Everybody can relate to this. We've all had our fears. Church, we've all had those moments when we've held back our tears. Thank you, Lord, for the breakthrough. But there's something special in your darkest hour. For it's there in your weakness, child. You can find God's power. Oh, just When you've done singing to be in an upright position with all of your weight on one foot on, on your feet Come on. so that's what standing means and sometimes you know we feel like that the enemy knocks us away stand stand and see the salvation of your Lord thank God for that I appreciate that uh, song that Regina sung and that sometimes you've got to stand you know to stand you might not open your mouth or you don't have to do anything but just stand and we're going to uh, see regina get touched tonight with that throat because she's too precious to the kingdom of god to 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 be hindered in any way but we love the lord thank god for what he's done so this time we've been lifting offerings up on wednesdays and we just want to 
bless this offering. Somebody say, well, you just got two or three here. I'm going to keep lifting offering. We've done it for out a year. Done it. But we can do it for out a year if we got two or three, four, five, eight or ten. It don't matter. But, uh, but we appreciate the Lord. Appreciate what he's doing. But let us pray over this offering. Father, we thank you for this offering. Thank you for what you've done for us tonight. What you're going to do for us, Father, we give you praise for that. We thank you for this offering. Lord, you bless the church of this, of the needs of this church. And bless our people, Father. In Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen.
this morning we gotta have the word uh, I love to sing and I love to hear good singing but we got to have the word to stand we was talking about this morning we gotta have the word so this time I'll give you my son and uh, he's a big help to me I really are and I know what Gina's talking about with your throat but I appreciate my son thank God for him so at this time I'll give you JT Harmon yeah. Amen. I'm so glad he sees what we don't. He sees the end from the beginning. You know, the beginning sometimes don't look that great, but let me tell you, God's ending is the best thing that you could ever imagine. He sees the sun through the rain. Hallelujah. I think that uh, these songs have just perfectly lined up. Stand. Stand. Stand in your darkest hour. I like that. God shows His power. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's give God a hand clap tonight. Moses said to the children of Israel, He said, Fear ye not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Glory to God. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. My, my, my. I like those songs. I tell you what. I'm thankful um, for uh, two. I'll tell you what. Um, sitting in pew two and three are two of the best singers that I know. And I don't know about y'all. But that's just my opinion. Two of the most anointed singers for the gospel. So give them two ladies a hand clap. God's kind of dealing with me, but I, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna minister on uh, Colossians two. If you guys would turn there, uh, probably one of my favorite. Uh, 
couple verses of scripture in the Bible. Colossians 2, verse 13 through 15. I'm so glad he sees what we don't. Hallelujah. Colossians 2, verses 13 through 15. And I urge you, each of you, to uh, remember these verses. And when you feel like the enemy has a grip on you, whether it be your ministry, whether it be your life, whether it be your family, whether it be your relationship, whether whether relationships, whether it be whatever it may be, I want you to realize that victory has already been won. God said in Galatians 5 and 1, Stand fast, therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free, and be not entangled again in the yoke of bondage. Satan may like to make you feel like he's got you in his hand, but I want you to know, child of God, that you can stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free. Glory to God. Glory to God. Verse 13 says, And you being dead in your sins, an uncircumcision uh, of your flesh, has he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinance that was once, that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he took it away, nailing it to his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, Amen. he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. And I want to use for subject, some people need to hear this tonight, God's prescribed order of victory for you. God's prescribed order of victory for you. Hallelujah. It does not matter, child of God, what you're facing, what Satan may erect, what stronghold he may bring up. God has won you the victory. He has won it already at Calvary's cross. And all he's asking you to do is stand and see the salvation of the Lord. Stand still tonight. Stand still and let God move. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Glory to God. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you tonight. Lord, we're believing tonight that strongholds will be brought down in the name of Jesus. Lord, we're believing right now that people will grasp onto that victory that was won at Calvary's cross. We're believing right now that your Holy Spirit will move in this place and break down chains that the enemy has made us think that are there. But we realize that the victory is already won and we give you the glory and the praise and everybody said, Amen. Uh, Satan, my, he comes at us. Listen, his greatest power is to lie to you and to deceive you. And he has told each of us in here many times that he's going to take us under. That he's going to do what, what we can't imagine. But have you noticed tonight at, 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 at 840, at 830 or 7.45 p.m. that you're still standing that you're still here. The enemy might like to tell you that he's going to take you under. But I'm here to tell you that God says otherwise. He said when the enemy comes in like a flood, he will set a standard 
a standard against him. I raise up a standard against him. He'll give you double for your trouble. Job went through it. But God gave him double what he had before. Let me tell you something. It may seem like you're in a dry spot. It may seem like you're going through a desert. But just over the mountaintop, the sun is shining brighter than you've ever seen it in your Christian walk. Glory. I needed this tonight. I, I, I'll admit, I've been kind of down the last few days. But God has got it. Whatever you're facing, whatever might be in your way, God has got it. Glory. I'm going to be real with you guys. The enemy has been coming at me the last few days. But I've got news for the enemy. He can't do anything to me. God has got a hedge of protection around his children. Glory. Somebody needs to hear that tonight. Satan has turned you to and fro trying to figure out where your answer is. When you just need to look at the cross. When you just need to look at Calvary and say, my Lord has won the victory already. He's won it. And it's up to us to stand fast in the liberty. Just a few verses above this, the Bible says, walk as you've received Christ. I don't know about y'all, but the greatest moment of my life was when I received Jesus Christ. He said also, walk in Him. That means this, you walk in Christ. He brought you victory from sin and He will continue to do it. He brought you victory. You may have had a lifestyle that you are not proud of. Well, I've got news for you. You've got a new life and you can walk in newness of life. You can walk in that newness of life. Boy, Satan's good at bringing up the past, isn't he? But i got news for the devil that the past God has forgiven and Satan has no future. God has got your future in His hands. That song, In Your Darkest Hour, God shows you His power. You see, sometimes God has to get us on our knees to realize that we need Him. He's got to take us through trial to realize, to make us realize we can't handle this on our own. I've looked around and seen people running and trying to figure out what they've got to do. Listen, you need to, start, you need to take it out of your hands and put it in the hands of God. You need to take away the worry and give it to God. He said, cast your burdens to me, for I careth for you. Cast all your heavy burdens to Jesus. His yoke is easy. He will give you rest. We, we as Christians need to understand that this life, we, we have to fight the fight, but it's the fight of faith. The fight has already been won and, and fought and won. All we've got to do now is pl place our faith in that finished work. And Satan likes to come at us and tell us that, that we need help. That we need to turn to something. That God's just, just not hearing us. 
that God's not hearing what we're saying, that God's looking and, 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 and we need something else. But if you've got Jesus, you've got all you need. You've done hit the lottery. You've done, you've hit everything you need. If you've got Jesus Christ as your personal savior, let me tell you, he's the best banker that's ever lived. He's the best doctor that I've ever heard of. He's the best driver that I've ever heard of. He's the best problem solver that there is. He will take your zero and make it into tenfold. He will take what you have little and multiply it into much. Good. When they was feeding the, the 5,000, I believe it was a lot more than 5,000. When they was feeding them, the boy that, that, that was carrying bread, that was following around carrying bread, he had that bread. And God and Jesus said to him, he said, we, we got to feed these people. We can't let them go home hungry. God, he won't let you go home hungry. Jesus won't let you go home hungry. But for that bread to be multiplied, the boy first had to give it. For that bread to be multiplied. Let me tell you, can you imagine how many loaves was it? Five loaves. How many? Two fish and five loaves. I'm going to say that it said 5,000 men. But I imagine they had a family. I imagine they had a wife and children. I'm going to say it's around 12,000 people. I want you to listen to this church. You may feel like you have little to nothing. But if you'll give all you've got to God. If you'll give all you've got to God. He'll take it. And He'll multiply it. Five loaves. That's good. Mary said that they went back around and gathered it. And they had some to take home. They had a little takeout. I want you to understand something. Listen. We need to focus on what really matters. Where our help comes, truly comes from. Good. You see, so many Christians get attacked by the enemy. And they begin to look. They begin to look and, and, and like that song mom said. Mom said, I'm so glad he sees what we don't. It's good. They look at what's in front of them. And God doesn't expect us to see as He does. But there's one thing He wants us to do. You see, there is problems that can, can, we can face that will bring us to our knees. Financial. Spiritual. Just anything in your family. I've witnessed it firsthand. That will worry you to death. That will bring you to your knees. But God said that if you will just give it to Him, if you will just give it to Him, He will take your problem and turn it into a blessing. He will take your ashes and He will give you joy. He will take your pain and He'll give you peace. He will take your sorrow and give you happiness. And I want us to see something in this scripture tonight. As we look in the first verse, 13. 
dead in your sins. Come on. Dead. You being dead, that's talking about you. And the uncircumcision of your flesh. Now, the position that we were in before we were saved. We were dead in our sins. Now, that means that we were dead spiritually. We were separated from God. I mean, completely separated. But that also means that we were, we were beginning and we were in for a death that we can't even wrap our minds around. Headed. Good. For a hellfire eternity without God. Man found himself in a helpless condition with no way to turn, no, nowhere to turn. Every, every way you turned, there was no help for you. God gave Moses the law, the, 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 the old covenant. He gave him the Mosaic law. And throughout the Old Testament, we see that, that man would go to the sacrifice as God wanted. He prepared, he um, made the sacrifice that they could come to him and offer up a lamb or an animal of some type. And the blood of that sacrifice would be sufficient enough just for a year to cover their sin. But they still found themselves in this helpless position. They still found themselves without help. But one day John the Baptist was baptizing people in the Jordan River. And he looked up. And he seen Jesus walking. You see, back, back, back throughout the Old Covenant in the history, there, it's said that there is possibly 55 billion lambs that have been slain. That have shed their blood. But when John the Baptist seen Jesus and pointed at him and he said those words in, in, in verse 29 of John chapter 1 behold the Lamb of God behold the Lamb of God behold the Lamb of God that taketh away all the sin of the world there's never had to be another Lamb to be slain there's never had to be another sacrifice one drop of his blood was good enough for the whole world one drop of His blood was good enough for your healing. One drop of His blood was good enough for your healing, for your salvation, for your deliverance, for your peace, for your joy, for your problems. One drop, one drop, one drop. Glory to God. There's power in the blood. There's healing in the blood. There's deliverance in the blood. It's time for the church to start preaching the blood. It's time for the church to start singing the blood. It's time for the church to start believing the blood. The blood. The blood. Let me tell you about the blood of Jesus. Let me tell you about the blood of Jesus. It washes white as snow. It washes white as snow. There's healing. Be born in iniquities. Carry their sorrows. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, by his stripes, we are healed. We were healed. Glory to God. There's healing in the blood. What 55 billion lambs couldn't do, the Lamb of God did it at Calvary's cross. Glory to God. 
People say, well, you're saying that if I need healing that I don't go to the doctor. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I hope you know the great physician. I hope you know the one that is the healer. The healer. When Jesus was in the house with the, with the Pharisees, we got to be like this church. He was in the house, and there was a man that was lame, and his friends took him. They couldn't get in, so they got on top, and they tore the roof down. Jesus said the presence, the Spirit of the Lord was there to heal. Present to heal. He is a healing Jesus. He is a divine healer. He is the healer. Glory. He is the healer. The great physician. My papa was in a prayer meeting. Aunt Nancy. Back then they used to have prayer meetings about probably four or five days a week. And they would gather at each other's houses when Papa and Grandmother were first married and getting into the ministry. And the doctors told my Papa he was having stomach issues that I don't know what it was called. Something with his stomach. Ulcers. Uh, ulcers in his stomach. And the only thing that he could eat. Nothing but if you know my Papa, he loves to eat. Amen. He loves his food. The only thing that he could eat was milk. He could drink milk. He had milk laying by his bedside. Yep. And they was going to a prayer meeting this evening. And I'm, I'm, I, I wasn't there, but I know that he had to be in pain and, in, in, and just, it was terrible. I mean, can you imagine just being able to drink milk? And I can't even do that. I'm lactose intolerant. Come on, come on. And they went to the prayer meeting and there was a, burn, a burner stove, a coal stove. You yeah. see those that go kind of up to the ceiling? And I'm sure some of you know of them. I'm trying to explain it to a bunch of old folk in here. I ain't, that's not an old joke, I'm just saying. Mom was saying yesterday, I, I said, that song was back in the old days. And she said, I remember when that came out. And I said, well, you can't deny that you was born in the 60s. <laughs> Papa and grandmother went to the prayer meeting. And they, there was nothing that could be done. And they gathered around in a circle. There was a lady by the name, they all called her Aunt Nancy. Street, Julie Street. They said that every time somebody would get sick, they would call on Miss Street because she was used in the gift of healing by the Lord. They all gathered in a circle around that stove. Papa was right near it, and she went around that circle and just felt the Lord moving. Papa said that she went around that circle and came straight to him. And she, he said he knew that she was going to pray for him. And she, she laid his, her hands on his stomach. And he said that he felt something go through him. And to this day, he can eat whatever he wants. He's got a stomach of iron. Let me tell you, Jesus is still the healer. He's still the healer. He is still the healer. He will make something out of nothing. What the doctors say they can't do, just give it to Jesus. Give it to Jesus. He is the healer. 
Glory to God. He is the great physician. He is my healer. I mean, I was at my dad's in when I was younger. I didn't know what I was going on. I was never going to be able to drive. The doctor said that, that they could do nothing. There was no surgery that could be done. But Jesus stretched his hands down into my very body. And he let his healing waters flow. And by this day, I've not had a problem because he is the healer. Emily sung a song Wednesday. Jesus, use me. Don't refuse me. She said that that song means a lot to her because there was a lady that was quite like her grandma and that she went, do you mind me sharing this? And, and she went to the hospital to sing to her and he was debating on what to sing. This, this lady had cancer, right? And it was sores all over her body. Sores all over her. And Emily was going and she was, the Lord was dealing with her on what to sing and she didn't know what she would sing. But she... Begin to think of one song that she'd heard. Jesus, use me. Don't refuse me. She said she went in and sung. And I know I'm not getting this story exactly right. She went in and sung to this lady. And heard back that every sore on her body. She lifted her shirt up and there was no sores left. Let me tell you something, church. Jesus is the healer. Jesus is the healer. He is the healer. The healer. It doesn't matter what your problem is. He can take it and turn it into his miracle. It doesn't matter what mountain you may be facing. He can take it and cast it into the sea. We was dead in our trespasses. Satan thought he had me. Satan had a grip. He thought he had me. He thinks he's got some of us sometimes. Amen. Sometimes we let him think and we do a good job of it that he's got us cornered. That there is no way out. Satan had a legal grip on mankind. And it was called sin. There was nothing man could do to get rid of it. But behold the Lamb of God. Jesus came. He was without sin and thought, word, or deed. And he went to Calvary's cross. The law that was against mankind. The law that was against us. The circumstances that were against us. That handwritten ordinance, that means the law that was against us. There was no way we could be righteous. But there was no way. But when Jesus came, now when we're saved, we're dead to the law. We're dead to the law. And we're under grace now. That we can live holy and righteous for God. ordinance that was against us which was contrary to us he took it out of the way he took it out of the way now I'm not saying that when we have a problem when we have an adversary that we deny that it's even there because when you deny it's even there how can God do anything with it you got to say God I've got a problem and I'm bringing it to you. I've got a problem that I know I can't solve. David has sings that song. I've got a problem and I'm bringing it to you. I sat under some preaching one time and I'm getting close to closing. I feel the Lord leading me. I sat under a preacher one time and 
He was telling the congregation that if you said that you're sick, then you're sinning and you're going to get, it don't matter. If you, if you admit that you're sick, if you admit it, that you're sick. So I thought, well, next time I get a head cold, am I supposed to go, I'm not sick. I'm not sick. And I heard him saying this and the dear brother, I'm not saying anything about him. He, he, he's seen it a different way than me. But blind Bartimaeus was sitting by the roadside. Blind. Could not see the light of day. He was sitting there. Now, blind Bartimaeus could have took this two different directions. Jesus walked by. Jesus hadn't came through, and I believe it was... Uh, I can't remember where he was at, but uh, he hadn't came through this city. On, this was the la first and the last time that Jesus passed through this city. Blind Bartimaeus was sitting there in darkness, blind. And he could have dealt with it two different ways. As he heard the crowd begin to fuss and begin to say to each other, Here comes that man, that healing Jesus. Here comes that man that ra he raised Lazarus from the dead. Yeah. They said there was this one man that, that was a leper. There was ten lepers. And he just decided to heal them all. And, and they, they said that there was this one man that was blind from birth. And I, I imagine that caught Bartimaeus' ear. Blind from birth. And they said that Jesus rubbed his eyes and made him go wash. And he was healed. And I think blind Bartimaeus was sitting there and Jesus began to pass by. Now blind Bartimaeus didn't do this, but he could have. Like a lot of the word of faith says. He could have sat there and he could have said, I'm not blind. He could have sat there and he could have said, I'm not blind. And I, I claim it right now that I'm not blind. He didn't do that. Because he'd been in darkness too long. Jesus passed by and instead of doing that, he said, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Thou son of David, have mercy. Have mercy on me. I'm blind and I need your healing touch. I need your help. Help me, Lord. Help me. They said, shut him up. Don't, get, don't, don't let him. He's bringing too much attention. But Jesus didn't keep going. When you begin to cry out for mercy, it stops him in his tracks. Jesus stopped and said, send him over. Call him over to me. And he made it in blind Bartimaeus. When they said, blind, blind man, come here. He threw that garment away because he knew he was going to get his touch. He knew he was going to get a healing touch. And he went up to Jesus. And he said, what would you have? That I may see. That I may see. That I may see. Glory to God. And he said, you may see. And he healed him right there. Of his blindness. Healed. Martha, 
fell to Jesus' feet and said, My brother's been dead for four days. You're late. But Jesus said, I'm out on time. She said, if you'd been here just four days ago, if you would have just, just came when I sent for you. You see, Martha had to realize that, that, that there was nothing she could do. She, she tried with everything in her, but she had to realize, just give it to Jesus. Just let him deal with it. He told her, he's just asleep. He's just sleeping. She, he said that he's going to rise again. And she said, I, I know he will in the resurrection. She said, he said, woman, I am the resurrection. I am the resurrection. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man cometh to God but by me. I am the great. I am the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. I am the fairest of 10,000. I am the great I am. And he called Lazarus out of the grave. Glory to God. I want you to think about it, church. The woman with the issue of blood. She's seen Jesus pass by. And she said, I've got to get to Jesus. I've got to get to him. If it takes me getting on my knees and crawling and doing everything I've got. If I spend my last breath, I'm going to spend it getting to Jesus. I'm not going to spend it running here. I'm not going to spend it running there. But I'm going to Jesus. I'm going to Jesus. He is the healer. He is the great I am. It does not matter what Satan brings up. He is bigger. God is bigger. He's bigger than all my problems. Bigger than all my fears. Bigger than every mountain. He's bigger. God is bigger. Glory to God. And I want us to, Mom, you can come to the piano. I don't know what you want to sing. I want us to understand some church. That God is able. It does not matter. If you'll just take it to Him. I didn't even finish my message. I probably shouldn't even brought it up. But I want you to understand something, church. It doesn't matter if you're dead in your circumstances. If you'll give it to God. If you'll bring it to Jesus. He'll multiply it. He'll take what's dark and He'll turn it into light. The Bible says that He was that light for men. And darkness comprehended it not. Listen, Satan don't comprehend what Jesus is able to do for you. Satan does not comprehend what God is able to do. Satan sees this, but God sees greater. God sees more. God is bigger. God is bigger. God is bigger. Glory to God. If you've got something that you're dealing with in your life, whether it be finance, problem, any kind of sickness or illness, I want you to come up to this front right now. And we're going to believe God that He is able to touch you. It does not matter what you're facing. It does not matter. Regina, you come on up. Come on up. If you've, got, if you've got some kind of problem, church, it's here tonight. I want you to step up here right now. By faith. By faith come. Believing that Jesus is the healer. Believing that what He did at Calvary is enough for your problem. Believing that He can take your circumstances. And turn around for good. God is able to do what 
for him if you just believe for he can conquer anything that stands in the way of victory for he is able and willing to do what